All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Planet Creative Podcast. Uh, today, we got a brewer from Poughkeepsie, New York, Matt Stew. Go ahead, tell hey, him what you do. Hey, hey, I'm Matt Stew from Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, I'm not a full time brewer, actually. Okay, I'm so what's a, your position? I'm a cellarman. Whenever I say that to people, they think it's sales, but seller as in like C E L L A R. Um, pretty much what a cellarman does is like babysits the beer like in a way um so like a, a typical day for me would be i'd go in monitor fermentation um add dry hops to all of our beers um sanitize tanks transfer beers into bright tanks which is the final tank um before packaging um and that's where things get carbonated and such um and it's really a, a lot of cleaning in the entire process of like making beer Everything has to be completely sanitized because one little like microscopic germ or bacteria can ruin an entire batch of beer and you can't package that, can't obviously sell that, it would like completely ruin your brand. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of uh, opening levers, closing levers, juicing up the bombs, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. The nectar gets squeezed fresh every day. Um, I think in like a typical day, we'll can like... Think like thirty eight thousand cans of juice bomb, and then in a week. So that's your main beer. That's like the one that everybody yeah, wants. Yeah, juice bomb. Uh, juice bomb keeps the lights on pretty much. Um, then we do like stuff like Nelson bomb or like Citra bomb, which is like pretty similar to juice bomb, but it just accents one particular um, like hop. So and like hops will give beers like fruity flavors. Pick up on like melon, orange. Uh, I don't know, any, any kind of like tropical fruit really you can get out of hops, which I think is a lot of people don't realize. Like, I find that a lot of people say they don't like hoppy beers, and that's probably when they were drinking like West Coast style IPAs, which isn't like what we do at all. We do New England style. Um, West Coast IPAs tend to be like more on the bitter side, uh, like more piney, more resiny, whereas these are really smooth. There's no bitterness to it at all. And it's just, it's, it's, it's like a juice bomb really. Like, when we pour this, it's just going to look like a glass of orange juice. There's like no clarity through it yeah. at all. Yeah. So something cool we're about to do on this episode is Matt actually brought a bunch of beers from Sloop Brewery and uh, we're just going to drink them while we do the podcast and tell you guys what we think. Yeah. You know, nothing, so, uh, nothing better so than So what's like, the first one up? Oh, dude, of course it's a juice bomb. Are you kidding me? A delicious New England American hop saturated IPA. Nothing quite like it, eh? Look at that. Look at that butte. Just polish it off. You want to pour it for me? Oh, of course, King. I'm actually excited. I've never had Juice Bomb before. Which I don't know how you've lived, like, in, uh, like, our area. Well, I mean, you don't Yeah, live I've been in our gone area, for a while now. Still, like, it's been around for so long. This was my first, like, IPA that I, like, ever drank that I enjoyed. Like, when I first turned 21. And now I'm working there, which is pretty cool. But, uh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. You get big melon on the nose, eh? Yeah, no, that's really good. I've never had it before. I, can't, I cannot believe that. It's like, I feel I can't go anywhere without seeing it on like a tap list or they go into like, I don't know, what do you call it in Connecticut? Package stores yeah, pa or something? Packies, package yeah, store. Something get, I never heard of until I came here. You can't get a uh, beer or like liquor at like a gas station. Here. No, and if you do, they charge you out the ass. Like they that's raise the price. Like one time 
we wanted to keep drinking and we ran out of beer and we had to go to the gas station by our apartment and uh, we got like a six pack of Coronas and it was they charged the person who bought it like 30 bucks. Oh, that's good. That's good. It was like one in the morning. He was like, yeah, no, $30. Yeah, they just make up <laughs> prices. They just, ah, man, I hate that. <clears throat> hate price gouging. So you said like you guys package, what, what was it, 38,000 cans of this? Yeah, that's like... Very rough estimate. It's in that ballpark. Is that a lot for a brewery? Like, how do you guys handle all um, that? I mean, we can't like compare ourselves to something like a, like an Anheuser Busch company, like right, like Budweiser, like Bud what Budweiser and Bud Light and Coors and what they do is just like completely out of control. Like, well, not out of control, obviously, because like there's a market for it, but on like a, a craft level. I've from like some of like the craft breweries I visited like before and at, like after working at Sloop, um, the the our production scale is like the size of our like tanks and how many tanks we have compared to other breweries is just like far and like we are just like far ahead of uh, all these other breweries and I'm not like craft craft breweries, yeah and right? I'm not saying that in like we're like so much better. Which I mean, obviously we have a great product, but the demand for our product is just so much higher than most craft breweries in the area. Right. No, and that's something I've definitely noticed. I mean, you, you, yeah. You don't even got to say nothing more about it. Yeah, it's just I, better. I, yeah. <laughs> the demand's bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's talking about demand. We were talking last night uh, before you came, just to kind of get everything together. You had said that somebody drove eight hours to sloop for the beer. Is that is that a common occurrence? Do you see that happen um, a lot? Well, I mean, now that, like, now that, like, the tap room's closed, well, tap room's not closed, but I have, like, no reason, like, be in there, so I don't, like, see, like, customers as much as I normally did, but, um, yeah, every now and then you'll see some people, I know this one couple, like, came, like, eight hours away to, like, load up on sloop beer, and they took a whole, like, like, a dolly or a hand truck and got, like, I don't know, like, ten cases of beer and loaded up the trunk and, uh, Went back to wherever they came from. I think they came from like Virginia or something. Yeah, like eight that. hours. I was gonna say they had to come from somewhere. Yeah, down I'm south. not even sure like how they would like even know about our stuff. I don't think we distribute to Virginia yet. So, because that's the power of social media. Yeah, social media or like you never know. Like gone, gone on vacation, family friend or something like that from up in New York. They brought it down and they were like, "Fuck, we got to get our hands on yeah, this." Because I, I know my dad has driven to breweries, you know, oh, a couple hours too, yeah. away before just for some beer. Like, yeah. Especially now, the craft beer game in the past, like, five years is just blown up. up. Yeah. The only thing, I don't know how, like, long this, like, craft beer boom can really last because everyone's making, like, a very, very similar product and more and more people are, like, getting, like, like, their hands in the game. Like, this, I think, this is obviously, like, a standout IPA. It's delicious. But also, our brand is so strong and just the name Juice Bomb sells, like, Juice Bomb sounds like something you want to drink. Even people that aren't necessarily like into craft beer, um, they'll they'll try Juice Bomb because the name Juice Bomb sounds right delicious. Yeah. So um, you just said that you don't know how much longer you know these craft beer or breweries can keep popping up and how much longer it can keep going. What do you 
what do you think is going to change in the next couple of years that's going to allow you know major players or newcomers to like stay in the game if everybody's making a similar product what's going to be the thing that's like okay i want to go to that brewery is it going to be location the way it's set up you know like i don't know you got a bocce ball court at your brewery <laughs> so everyone wants to come like yeah that, that's like definitely like a a lore like our brew we've got like indoor uh like Indoor backyard games. Like at our, our, I mean, I don't think they've got it out now because of... Like the gi- giant Jenga blocks and stuff? Yeah, they got all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But um, I think, like, right now you're seeing, like, the... Like, I, I call it, like, the haze craze. Everyone wants and wants to make hazy IPAs because that's what sells, and obviously they taste really good. But I find that... And it's not just me that says this. Pretty much everyone, like, within, like, the industry, there's nothing wrong like we don't dislike these beers it's just like eating the same meal over and over again like mm. i'll eat my mom's spaghetti and meatballs happily every day but after a while like it just kind of gets repetitive and boring you want something different and that's kind of like what's happening uh with like serious like craft beer drinkers um but i'm not sure like how into like craft beer or anything you are but within like probably like, the last two years is a crazy push for uh fruited sours so brewers and breweries will just start brewing like a, a normal sour beer and then just pump like thousands of pounds of like fruit puree into like these tanks. And when they, when you pour the beer out after it's like done fermenting, it's just like a bright red beer. It's like, and it tastes like juice, like actual, it tastes like a uh, ocean spray, like mm. crayon raspberry. It's crazy. So that's like another thing that um, I think it's already like in full swing, but I think it's going to continue to grow a little bit more. People want like fruitier beverages, especially like people that like aren't necessarily into beer. That's if that's like their first like interaction with a craft beer, some crazy fruited sour that like tastes like dessert almost. That's going to like get them hooked. But then I think in maybe a couple more years, and this is all just me speculating. I have no idea. Right. Right. But um, I think you're going to see, a shift back towards like pilsners and stuff and just like very clean crisp refreshing beers nothing like not a whole lot of flavor just something like you can drink have a couple of and not feel bloated and not feel like shit the next morning Mm -hmm. um because you know after a couple of these it's like it's like pretty sweet um so if you have too many of these the next morning fucking sucks i've been there so do you think um do you think new styles of beer will emerge to differentiate from these breweries? Like, I mean, I don't know if pretty much every beer has already been made, but you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, there are certain styles that are just... Like, like uh, I mean, like the alt beer. Um, alt beer is like a like the Dusseldorf style alt beer. It's, uh, it's really, it's like a really difficult beer to make. Um, and it's really not like popular in america at all um it's like obviously really like i don't know if it's that popular over in like europe but it's more prevalent there than it is here Mm -hmm. you can't find that beer around here and i think that's mainly because people don't want it um but and then also it's like really difficult to make and more time consuming whereas an ipa you know you can turn it over in like two weeks um I feel like I'm just going on a tangent now. Go ahead. That's why you're here. You're here to talk. They don't want to hear me. They want to hear um, everybody I bring on. Yeah. I don't know if like 
anyone's going to create a new style of beer. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I guess you, you could, I mean, there's like pretty much like the possibilities are endless when it comes to like beer and like using yeast and grain and such. Um, but I don't, you, you might see like more like, I don't know, like the alt beers like come in to like fruition like in America. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like with the Pilsners. And so stuff. more so like beers f- that are, pr- that are big in other countries might make their way over here. Yeah. And I think that's going to be because people are just tired of drinking the same thing. Mm. So go, go ahead. Oh, wow. Dude, James, dude. <laughs> um, no, yeah, go ahead. Do, so do you think that, um, like beers, I, I don't know really how this, the, you know, beer even works like that, but so do people in other countries drink our beers? Like if you go to another country, are you going to find like a, a Budweiser or a Bud Light or is that like a solely American thing? Like I, is the craft beer game an American thing or is it like a worldwide? I I, I think it's, I'm, I'm going to assume it's worldwide. I, I really couldn't tell you, obviously mm-hmm. I've never like been out to Europe or anything, okay. but, um, I know we did just send like a pallet of our beers um, to France. Okay. So we That's got big. beer in France right now. Well, I mean, it's probably gone now, but um, I, I think it is like just a universal thing. I don't know like if the IPA is like popular over there, um, but I, when it comes to like Budweiser and stuff, I'm pretty sure you can find Budweiser and all those like big like macro American breweries. Hmm. Just about anywhere, you know, it's like like you find like Guinness over here all the time and stuff. Right, right. Um, what's that? Heineken. So I'm gonna assume like all that Budweiser and Bud Light is over there. But if I'm over in Europe, I probably don't want to. Yeah, nah. If you go to Europe, don't drink a Budweiser. That any everybody listening, watching, if you go to Europe and you drink a Budweiser. Don't do that. That's not okay. Drink a Guinness. Yeah. N- drink a Guinness. Or, or just drink a beer from the area. I mean, it's... Yeah. I remember like going it. there when I was a kid, and look, I couldn't I couldn't drink back then, but my parents going to all these wineries and breweries and, like, the mountains of Germany, and it, it was just amazing to see. I mean, if you're somewhere like that, don't drink Budweiser. <laughs> or, or do it, you know? I'm not, like, a... I don't mean to... Like, I feel like I look and uh, sound pretentious talking about this stuff, but I, I'm not above a good... Ice cold Miller Lite. No, there's will, nothing wrong with it. Drink. There's nothing wrong with those beers. I'm just saying, if you're in another country, like try something different. The um, like, the beer of choice. If like the, yeah, my like coworkers and I are gonna like get beers to like drink. We um, we're generally going to Modelo, to be honest. Okay. We love Modelo. Okay. It's just something to. I don't know, it's just light, refreshing, crisp, and it's cheap. So I was going to say, if you had to choose a cheap beer, let's take Modelo out of it, but like say you got like Budweiser, PBR, Heineken, Coors, Michelob, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what are you taking and why? I feel like I can't say PBR because it's like really pretentious because that's like what all the hipsters drink, but it is a really good beer. It is a good beer. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to eliminate that, even though it is really good. I would... uh. I'd say I'd go Tecate. You know, See, Tecate? I don't even know what that is. It's oh, a, wait, no, I do know what that is. I do know. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a Mexican. It's got like a little or... bird type yeah, thing yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I love. I've never had that. I The first time I had it was when I was in L.A. at a, a Rams game. And there was this guy sitting next to me with a, a like a tall boy at Tecate. And he had this, uh, I think it's like Tiagin. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm probably butchering it. But um, it's like this like Hispanic uh, spice that 
they he was just pouring all over like the rim mm-hmm. of his uh his beer and i was and i was staring at him and he looked at me and he was like you want some i was like fuck yeah <laughs> and uh i poured it on my tecate and uh yeah it's kind of just been like love ever since you know solid story so before uh you know, before we kill this, what is this one now? So we had the juice bomb. That we had juice bomb. This is juicier bomb. So what's different? Juice bomb comes in at six and a half percent. This bad boy comes in at eight percent. We took a look at the uh, juice bomb recipe and decided that people needed more, so we just doubled it. So there's just you know obviously more alcohol, um, but it, it's mainly just. More hops, pretty much. Okay. You know, we doubled the hops. So so, okay, so it's like double IPA. Yeah, and just think of juice bomb, but a little juicier. All know, right, so. sounds good. Cheers, my king. A little boozier, you know. I yeah, always, I can like pick up on that a little bit, but not as uh, not as like sweet or or juicy, I guess. In a sense, like you taste that the hops come through more in this one. Yeah, very like uh, all that citrusy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you like juice bomb, you like this. Yeah, no, it's definitely not bad. I mean, so far, everything we've tried is good. And also every time, you know, I haven't lived in Poughkeepsie in about three, four years now. But every time people are talking about the breweries in the area, it's always Sloop. That's the main one I'm always hearing is Sloop. So definitely make a good product. If you're in the area, definitely check them out. Um, uh, yeah, check Sloop out. Not only do we have great beer, but we have a Michelin starred chef, which is, he, I mean, he absolutely kills it. Um, got this crazy, uh, Forza Forney pizza oven. Um, I don't know how hot. So explain what, what is that for the people who don't know? What is a Forza Forney? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just a, a brand of a pizza oven, but it's like this really nice, like brick oven, uh, like pizza oven that, um, like the wood fire and everything. It, I think you can get it wood fired. I think ours is just gas, but okay. um, it's uh, it, it, if you like Neapolitan style artisanal style pizza, that's like the cream of the crop there. Like they they do a fucking awesome job. Mm. I'm like that. If I if I'm getting pizza, I would rather have like a, which I, I feel like I sound pretentious as fuck again, but I'd rather have a like pizza like that than like uh one of that uh, the the New York like folding slice kind of yeah see yeah you keep saying that you sound pretentious but here's the thing like liking good beer good food good whatever that's not pretentious what's pretentious is when um you know when we were talking about like budweiser pbr all those before if you were to be like nah oh fuck all those i don't drink i only drink craft beer that's pretentious you're not pretentious for liking good shit man no absolutely because you still respect even like the budweiser or the pbrs or the everything has like you know i'm not gonna because this is this is so different though like a craft beer is so different from like a anything like a budweiser pbr any of those and it's all like about uh setting too i feel like i I don't know. Like if you're going out to, feel like a junior in college, and you're going out to like a pregame, like odds are you're not ripping like double IPAs. No, like, no, no, that'd like, be horrible. No, that, that that would suck, and you feel like shit like really fast. Um, yes, every shotgun and a double IPA. Like I mean, you can horrible. do it. Just you can hurt. Yeah, I'm not. I can't chug it all. I can't get this throat open. Otherwise, <laughs> Christ. Um, so going back to like the food at Sloop oh, and all yeah. that. How does that play in to um getting people in the door do you find people 
I mean, I, I know you may not necessarily be on like the floor in that area, but but do people come in specifically for the the food sometimes and not even people who drink beer? Because there's a lot of people obviously out there who just don't drink beer. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Because sometimes when I'll, I'll be walking through like the, the tasting room for, for whatever reason, I'll see uh, people just drinking like a, a soda with their, with their food or like wine. We have wine. Um, do you guys make that wine? No, 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 no. That, that would be awesome. I wish because I've been on like a wine kick recently. Nothing like a good Chianti, you know what I'm saying? Chichi I don't drink bun. wine, so I don't even know well, what that means. Get on it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a job at like a vineyard or something and I'll come back on. Fuck but um, I, I think people do come strictly for the food a lot. Of, well, I mean, majority of the people probably come for both, mainly the beer. But um, the food is like nothing to be slept on. Like I would gladly go there and just have a bowl of Dan Dan noodles and that's it. Yeah, that's the cool thing that I, I think about Sloop, too, is it's not like your menu is, like, one style of food. Like, you got no, pizza, you got Dan Dan noodles. Yeah. I'm sure you guys got, like, I don't know, burgers, something yeah, like that. Yeah, we got burgers. Um, and I think all of our burgers come with, like, Sloop uh, juice bomb pickles. Ooh. They put uh, some... I, I don't know exactly how they do it, obviously, but I think they just soak dill pickles in juice bomb. Wow. But, yeah, then... Uh, like falafel bowls, I don't like vegetarian options and Damn, stuff. So you guys are hitting all the angles with yeah. the food as it's well. It's a very small menu. It's like a one, just one page, which I always appreciated. In yeah, a that's no. I, that's I don't want to flip better. through. I, I don't want to feel like I'm at a like the fucking ever ready diner. No, you know you're you're at a good restaurant when the menu is just one page. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got yeah. the one page for food. You flip the menu around. You got the wine and beer. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're at a good restaurant. That's how it should be too. Like, I feel like that's a sign that like. Whoever's like cooking your food, that's like what they enjoy making. Exactly. And that's what they're really good at. So they're not trying to like branch out and do like crazy shit just because. Yeah. And the other thing that worries me when I see a menu with tons of shit on it is like I, if you go to a diner and you see like a filet mignon. Oh, my how many people God. are getting a filet mignon at the diner? How I, old is that meat? Like that's my thing. How old is that diner meat? Th- that doesn't even bother me, the, the age of the meat. It just bothers me that a diner is trusting their cooks. To make a fucking filet mignon. It's ridiculous. Just stick to the pancakes. Stick to the disco fries. Exactly. No one wants... Poutine. It. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even that's kind of like crazy, I feel. But... yeah, I, I, I've I seen people order... that I, I've been with them. Order like a chicken parmesan at a diner. That's fucked up. This shit... Especially being in in New York State where we're from, there's a fucking Italian restaurant every, every other you know corner, yeah. yeah on every corner like you yeah, said say, like, oh, just yeah. go let, there. Let me take you out to the uh, the Everetti and uh, get you a nice uh, skirt steak. Shout out to Everetti Diner in Hyde Park though they they make some fire stuff pancakes yeah, they, they fire disco fries fire milkshakes yeah. fire can't Good really stuff. fuck up a milkshake but I can't speak on behalf of their steaks I've never had them no but, neither uh, can I uh, I'll I'll stick to you know. <laughs> The buffalo chicken wrap, mm. you know, even that is like, I feel mm. like at a diner, I feel like diners should strictly be for breakfast food. Yes. Anything else should be illegal. Okay. I see that. Just I see the point. I see the points being breakfast, made. Yeah. That's it. So, uh, what got you into this whole craft beer thing? You know, obviously I've known you for a long time. Yeah. At one point, me and you were talking about brewing a beer with my dad because my yeah, dad makes Big beer J's in IPA. our basement. Yeah, Big J's IPA. Shout out Jay Burkhardt. Yeah, good guy. Um, well, I when I was in college, I didn't really like 
I mean, I, I went to a real school, but I feel like I didn't at the same time because all four years of my schooling, I commuted. And two of those years were commuting to New York City. Um, and I, I loaded my schedule up, so I was just there like Tuesday, Thursday, so I didn't want to make that commute every single day. Um, so with that being said, I was there from like sunrise to sunset. Didn't have time to really like go out and socialize and stuff with people. So I had to like kind of find a hobby. And once I turned 21, you know, you naturally like go out and have like your first legal drink. I had this awesome like German like Hefeweizen that like kind of just got me hooked into like beer. Started just reading about beer and stuff. And uh, ended up getting like really interested in like the, the whole process of like just creating beer, like the hops and all that nerdy stuff. But um, that's pretty much how I got into it because I had to find a hobby because I wasn't really doing anything. There's like no option yeah. like join a frat. Yeah, which I probably and in our in our area, there's tons of especially now. Like the oh, past two three years, breweries have popped up like fucking yeah, weeds in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it is crazy. You can't, you can't go anywhere without finding a brewery at this point. Yeah, and I mean, so what were you uh, what were you originally studying in school? So I was at Baruch College in Manhattan studying. Marketing and advertising. Um, that's what I thought I wanted to do until like I got into like the uh, the bulk of the coursework and realized like what my everyday life would look like if I continue to like pursue that as a career. And I didn't want to just be another fucking like suit in an office, like a slave. Um, and like I, 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 at that point in time, I considered myself like a pretty creative person. So I thought like, oh, I'm going to be like making crazy advertisements, doing whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized, no, like you can like try to create what you want. But at the end of the day, someone's telling you, yeah, you're an A and nope, just do this. Or stealing your shit. Yeah. So there's like. Yeah, we, we, mad men fucked our head up when it came, uh, to, bit, when yeah. it came to marketing and advertising. Yeah, like, oh, that's fucking cool. We were like, oh, we're going to be just like Don Draper. Yeah, you know, maybe without the infidelity, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, um. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I, obviously I knew it wouldn't be like that, just a TV show, but yeah. like I did think there was like a lot of room for creativity and stuff like that. Um, but then I realized, uh, you really can't like be creative unless you're freelancing. So, um, I, I remember like this one specific night I was typing up some like corporate communications, like research paper and, uh, sitting there, I was like, I will fucking kill myself if this is like what ends up being my life, like doing this. So, and I, at that point in time, I was like really into like brewing and like home brewing, all that stuff. So I said, fuck it, I'm gonna look up brewery jobs near me. Cause this is also the point in time where like all my friends were getting jobs, like big boy jobs, like real, like mm -hmm. real jobs. So I, I need to like find something. Um, and I, I don't know why I thought, oh yeah, you know what? Fuck it, let's just go for a brewery. But, um, so I ended up just looking up brewery jobs near me and then, one of the first things that popped up was Sloop. They had no openings, but um, they said, yeah, like submit your resume and we'll consider you in the future or something. I was like, all right. So I send them my, uh, my resume for like advertising and marketing and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with like brewing or anything. So I got a total shot in the dark. And then, I don't know, maybe I totally forgot about it. Like three weeks later, going on the train down to like take a final, get a, email from some guy saying, Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. Uh, from with sloop, um, 
we have a, a position open on our packaging team right now. Would you be interested in coming in for an interview? I was like, fuck yeah, are you kidding me? This is awesome. Going for the interview and pretty much just got the job then and there. And then that was kind of it. The scariest thing though was like knowing I'm paying all this money to get this degree in marketing and advertising and now I know I don't want anything to do with it. So did you ever, did you complete college? Yes. Did you get, so you got your degree? Yeah, I got my degree. I, I, didn't, I don't physically have it though. I filled out everything for them to like ship it to me because I didn't want to go down there and like pick it up. They never did. That's foul. Baruch, yeah. send this yeah. man his I'm not goddamn to, degree. I'm not here to talk shit about anyone but Baruch College. <laughs> get your Fuck. shit together. Yeah. So they want me to come down there and pick it up, which you know, I don't right. care. It's a piece of paper. I see you finish that. Let me yeah. finish mine. Yeah. Fuck Baruch. Let's crack this new one open. What do we got here? We got a uh, confliction here. This is our dry hopped sour. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever had a you've had a sour before. Um, yeah, yeah. What's that monkey victory? Is it oh, victory? Uh, victory that Golden makes all those like monkey yeah, beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact name, but yeah, I've had a sour from yeah. them. They make they make a pretty decent sour. This is our dry hop sour. Um, I'm not like terribly like. I don't know too much about sours, but um. So, do you help make every beer, or is it just like select ones? Uh, yeah, any beer that's being packaged, it's got to go through, like, the cellar, and that's everything I do, like, sour, sours are fun, um, like, we just, like, kind of, like, started our sour, like, program up again, and, you know, adding fruit to beer is, like, kind of, like, a nightmare, but it's fun at the same time, um. Is that how you get the sour flavor? Is it all from the fruit? Like, what do you do different? You know, to get um, that, that sour, because it really is, like, when we say sour, like, it is, like, not yeah, like eating a sour um, candy, but you do get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the sour aspect is, well, it can come from, like, ver- various ways, but it's, you're pretty much inoculating your wart, which wart is the liquid that comes from, all right, I'm going to get real, like, nerdy. Get into sciencey. it. Get into it. That's but, why you're here. <laughs> so your wart comes from... Just wort is pretty much a sugar water, and the sugar water is coming from sending hot water into this giant vat with a bunch of green, pretty much, and the water is extracting uh, all like the sugars from the the grain, and you're like constantly spinning it to get as much sugar as possible off it, and then once it's you run that for uh, I don't know uh, however long that specific recipe says, and you send it over to the boil kettle. And then over the boil kettle, to if you want like a, a sour flavor to a beer, you're pretty much adding bacteria to it. You're infecting the beer on purpose. It's like all like good bacteria. It's like not harmful. Like yeah, like yeah, I hope so. Like, <laughs> like in some like farmhouse style beers, which is like a, a wild sour, you, you're getting like probiotics. What like, what do you? I, that's a term I've never heard. Farmhouse before. style. Yeah, is, yeah. Like. <sighs> They're called wild ales, and it's because it's all wild fermentation. You're taking, like, bacteria from the leaves, just natural bacteria. Oh, okay. Like, so it's nothing's, like, manipulated or anything or under, like, a control. It's no, all it's like, all very – like, the one, one of my favorite breweries in Poughkeepsie, Plan B Farm Brewery, when they're brewing their – they do all farmhouse ales. So the brewer will do the, the mash-in, which is creating wort. And then he'll send it into this vat called like a cool ship. 
and the cool ship is just like it's think of like a giant metal like tub an open face tub and they'll just leave like the like the barn doors open like for a couple days and they'll let all the bacteria from like like the, the the trees and the grass and whatever's floating in the air just infect the beer and that's how it ferments uh-huh. and that's gonna give it like a really funky sour taste but this is obviously we're not doing that this is all um we're using lactobacillus right which is like pretty much don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) i said right like i knew exactly what that meant i couldn't even repeat that word this uh let's get you puckering a little bit i was gonna say that's got a bite to it it's uh i think it's like a perfect beach beer though it's very lemon no no yeah that's good yeah wow that's actually really fucking good um so you just mentioned, you know, obviously you work at Sloop, we've said that. You just said um one of your favorite beers in Poughkeepsie. So within the area, when it comes to all these different craft breweries, is there like a stiff competition where they're like fuck you to the other brewery? Is there a lot of like working <laughs> together? Do do they hate on each other? Do they or is it kind of like one big family it, even it, though they're different companies? It's like a very um very tight knit. Like there's no like I mean, I guess there is technically like competition, like everyone's. But there's to, no like, animosity behind absolutely it. Absolutely not. I mean, like I've I've gone to some breweries to pick up beers, and some guy was like, "Oh, why are you wearing those boots?" I was like, "Oh, I just got off my shift. I work at Stoop." He was like, "Oh, like I I, I know uh I know the owners, like those great people, and they give me like free beer." Um. Like, it, it is really tight knit. I mean, there's like no real competition. Well. There's, really There's no, competition like, comp- in a business sense, yeah. but not in a personal sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck that guy. No, absolutely not. Because, like, we're all, like, it's not like rooting, when, when it comes to, like, drinking beer, it's not like rooting for, like, a sports team. Where I'm, not, I'm not sitting here, like, fuck the Patriots, you know, Jets all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> we won't even <laughs> get into that. But, um, yeah, because we, we all, like, want to try everything. We, like eating things that taste good we, and we like drinking things that taste good so like if I'm like a restaurant owner I'm not gonna say oh you know like I won't eat anyone else's chicken parmesan you know right. like fuck that guy down the street no um, so yeah I love everyone's it's it's just really tight knit um, I love like trying other breweries like beers obviously like I'll seek out like other local breweries like that I know if I see like uh, Equilibrium on tap at some bar in Poughkeepsie like I'll definitely like take a like a rip of that um but um yeah like even like some like breweries like if they just recently uh, some local brewery uh was like doing some last minute batch of beer they need x amount of uh hops they asked us hey like do you mind like can we like buy some hops off you I'm like yeah sure oh that's cool so So everyone kind of like works together yeah yeah it's awesome that's cool that's that's actually really cool to hear um you know you don't get a lot of that in I feel like many industries and nowadays. Especially business, yeah, it's all like yeah, it's it's cut all. Throat. But I feel like brewers are, you know, they're businessmen. Obviously, if you own your own brewery, but it's like a different type of person. No, like, what's your experience with that? You've been a business major. You've yeah. obviously met some businessmen. What's the difference between somebody who owns a brewery and like your general businessman? Mm, I, I, I don't feel like I can like give like an accurate or like a good answer to that because. You know, there's like a two, like two sides of like sloop. There's the production side mm-hmm. and like the people in the office. 
are the people who started it, you know, originally brewing the beer? Actually, before I ask this, how did Sloop get started? Was it a home brew or it, it was home brew? The our uh, two owners, Justin and Adam, they uh, they just like brewing like out of their uh, garage, I guess, for fun because they like doing it. Like I guess that's how like everyone kind of gets started. Um, and then uh, they started like bottling it up and selling it at farmers markets, and that kind of like blew up a little bit, like. So there was like a high demand of just these like weekly farmers markets for the beers. So they just, I guess, said, "Fuck it, let's take a risk. Let's quit our day jobs and uh, open a brewery." What so were they doing before? Do you know? I think one one of our owners was a, a teacher. Okay. And another, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but um, they both quit their day jobs and they approached this farm in Elizaville, New York. Mm-hmm. Said, "Hey, could we like use your? You've got like an empty barn here. Can we, can we use this space, like for like a, a production facility?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" So that's how Sloop really like got going. They bought all their tanks and stuff. They started brewing in Elizaville, just doing like juice bomb and all kinds of stuff. And then they quickly grew out of that. They realized they they need more space. So then, like two years ago or three years ago. They purchased uh, space at the old IBM facility in Fishkill. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know like the exact square footage of our production Huge, facility, though. but it's yeah, it's massive, and we doubled the size of our tanks. We've got, I think, uh, like twenty-four total fermenters, which is, I, I I know you don't like know exactly, but that's like fucking nuts. no, that's a and lot. They're not that's just a like lot. <laughs> they're not just like small fermenters. They're hundred twenty barrel fermenters, which that's like. 120 barrel fermenter will like fill like 38,000 cans. Jesus. So we've got like 20. Uh, yeah, like 20 no. So I went to, I was at Powerhouse Gym recently, which is right next to Sloop Brewery in that same old IBM complex. And um, I, when I looked over and saw Sloop, it was, it was huge. I mean, the whole fucking thing. It's like a giant warehouse yeah, next to giant warehouse next to giant warehouse. It's a massive facility for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. I love the space. It's they they've really kept um especially in the tap room like some of the old uh IBM relics like our uh our water fill station is this old like hydrogen c- control center I, I don't even know like what it is but it's this just big IBM e thing mm-hmm. which I don't I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what it is but yeah I, I think it's cool that they kept like pieces of IBM like in the tap room that is to, cool yeah really dope pay homage almost mm-hmm. So uh, to get back into that question I had before, when you say there's like two sides of sloop, there's the production and beer making side, and then there's obviously like the business side of it. Yeah. Do what are the owners doing? Did they hire outside business people to come in? Are they running the business themselves while managing production? Like how does that pan out and work? So the our two owners, one owner is like in charge of a more like a sales side and just operations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one is our brewmaster, which okay. a brewmaster brewmaster is like the most fucking badass title. I think there could be, but it's a little misleading. It's not like you're at, they're not like actually like in like the production facility, like brewing everything. I mean, he will like if he needs to, but he's mainly in charge of uh, creating recipes, recipe design, which is like, that's like where like the real like creative side of like beer comes in. Cause there's the, the, 
the science behind it all. Yeah, but th- that's the thing, though. You're also limited by science a little bit. And something that sounds cool in your head, like when you look at, like, when you look at the science, you're like, it, that would probably taste like shit. But, um, yeah, so he is just in charge of recipe design, inventory, ordering hops, ordering grain, yeast, all that kind of stuff. And then our other owner is completely just, like, sales. Well, I mean, he's not doing the sales, but he's operations, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. Like, talking with banks, trying to, like, get new accounts, break into new states, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it, it almost feels like it's two completely different companies because I don't really, like, know the people in the office at all. I have no reason to really go in there. Do they hire business people into the office, or is it people who started off with the company that are now in the office? Um, I, th- I think it'll be a little bit of both. Okay. I think some people like worked with. I know at least some of our brewers were bartenders originally at Sloop in um, Elizaville when they were like more on the, the smaller side, and then when they moved over to Fishkill, they needed like all hands on deck. So. They they do a really good job like hiring from within, like if they need a brewer, they're not gonna like look for a brewer. That's awesome say, right, to hear like, though. They're gonna teach someone. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, which like is obviously like, really appreciated. Yeah. Like when I I was originally just at the back of a packaging line, like stacking uh cases of beer for like eight hours a day, and it was just like mindless work. And then like a, a position in the cellar opened up, and they they moved me up. They gave me like good training. It was like all like kind of on the fly, but like. The guys I work with are really, really good at like, mm. like explaining the process and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, it's like really nice. Cause so I feel like a lot of companies don't necessarily hire within it. Yeah. When, when they're trying to like, especially like, like more, uh, vital positions. I, I don't, I'm not above like any position in the brewery, but like definitely like, like in the cellar, it's very technical. Like you could really like, you fucking like kill yourself if you like, like leave a lever open wrong or something like that. Um, it's very precise. Yeah, yeah. They, like you could definitely like have someone way more qualified than I was mm-hmm. when I got the job. But. Yeah, that's something I think that's like kind of a misconception when it comes to beer. I feel like I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who are into craft beer know this, but people who necessarily aren't, I don't think people realize like the true science behind making beer. Like even watching my dad make beer. I mean, he started making beer when. We were probably, what, freshmen or sophomores yeah. in high school? Yeah. And, I mean, the first few beers he made, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say he fucked up. Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say he fucked him up, but I feel like some things went wrong, and he was like, oh, I could have done this better next time. And he would actually go to breweries and talk with the brewers and the owners mm-hmm. of it, Just like, hey, what can I yeah. do to, to change this? You know, it's got this type of flavor, but I was going for this flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I do? And they'd give him advice. And, like, it is very scientific and precise. Like, it's not just, like, you throw a bunch of hops in water and just let it fucking sit there. Yeah, that's homebrewing fucking sucks, honestly. I mean, it's, f- like, the idea of it and everything is fun, but... Oh, you need, like, temperature-controlled rooms? Like, my dad exactly, could only yeah. brew during certain times of the year because our basement would be a certain cool. temperature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, like, when you're dealing with yeast, it, you can't, like, fuck around with yeast. Like, the temperature, like, the fermentation temperature has to be, like, super fucking precise. Um, which, it's, like, super easy at Sloop because everything is electronically controlled. Like, we can tr- uh. control the temperature of the tanks just on this, like, little... uh this little pad, like oh, I want it at sixty-eight degrees, and that's it. And it's gonna be at sixty-eight degrees until I, I change it. 
Mm. But like at home, like unless you're like spending some like serious money, you're not. It's not happening. Right. Um. Which that. That that sucks. That kind of like sucks the fun out of it because. I feel like most homebrewers end up with like really fucked up batches of beer. Have you homebrewed? I got all the stuff to do it and just didn't do it because dude, uh, hit my dad up. It's just a fucking pain. In the dude, ass. hit my dad up. He would probably love for you to come over. That would and be just a lot of fun, fucking beer with him. But it's just and our basement is perfect for it. Did, yeah. Have you tried? Did you ever try the beers he made? I think I had a, a brown ale. They're and I, I liked it, and he just fucking hated it. They're they're not bad though. Although homebrewing is weird, you know, because you got like the sediment in the bottom of all the bottles yeah, you yeah, make and stuff. Very, nothing's like very pure. Yeah, you know? it's very dirty. Like he product. would pour, he would pour it out, and then he would leave like a qu- like not a quarter, but a little bit in the bottom because it would all be you sediment. All that nasty, like like hop residue. And yeah, shit you don't want to drink that. Just, I don't, yeast is fucking disgusting. I got tricked into drinking yeast once, and it's just. It's fucked up. I don't even say what happened, but it's fucked up. So, like, um, I don't know. Now that you've you've been not not that you're brewing necessarily, but like, what's your next goal? Is it to get to that brewer status? Is it to try and home brew your own beer and come up with some concoction mm-hmm. on your own? Um, um, my like goal has always been to become like a brewer. Um, obviously. I mean, that's just kind of like the end goal. I want to like reach like the, the I guess like the, the top of the food chain almost right, that right. sloop. But um, I've always wanted to just like work for myself and have like my own business, mm-hmm. which is like hopefully like my business degree won't go to complete waste. I want to like open my own brewery eventually, but I'm not ready to do that anytime soon. I want to like be able to brew not only because, not only because I, I just like want to be a brewer, it's more so like before you open your own business, you have to like learn like how to use all this equipment. It's just a giant like chemistry set you're working with. Like, I I wish like I wish we could be at the brewery now to like to show you like all the like the the valves and it, it's mad. It's yeah, like, yeah, it makes your head hurt like trying to figure out what valves need to be open when and stuff like that. Yeah, just how to operate everything. It's I, I I need to like really like master that before I like for everyone listening or watching, you know, if you are interested in craft beer, like seriously, I, and I'm sure I don't want to speak for Matt, but I'm sure you can say this too. Like we encourage you to go check out like your local brewery because like the equipment and the scale it's, of everything, it, it, it truly is amazing. Like right in Danbury, we got Charter Oak right over here. If you're in the Connecticut area, check out Charter Oak. You got Nod Hill and Ridgefield. If you're in New York, check out Sloop. They definitely have an amazing facility, amazing food. Like, but seriously, if, if you are interested in craft beer, go check out a brewery because the work and the equipment and everything, like if you've never been to one before, it'll probably amaze you. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it really is just like a giant chemistry set. It's mm. really like, when I first started, it was kind of intimidating because it's, you don't realize like how much goes into it, how gritty the work can be. I, it, I, it can get fucking dirty. Yeah, I remember when you first started working there, like, I, I don't I don't want to say it was 12-hour days, but I feel like every time I called you, you were like, oh, I'm at the brewery, I can't talk. Oh, I'm doing this, I can't talk. Oh, I'm tired as fuck, I yeah, can't talk. Like, yeah, like, it's not, like, things, like, go, like, you're operating machines all the time, and machines, 
inevitably will break down. So when things break down, especially during the middle of like a, a canning run, like you're trying to can like a whole like batch of juice bomb. If things break down, you have to fix the problem, which depending on what the problem is, it could take hours, days maybe. And then you still have to go back and finish like your work. Mm-hmm. Um, one day we, we like pulled like an overnight shift because at the beginning of the day, canning line went down, spent like 12 hours working on it. And then like it was midnight and we finally got the canning line up and running. We're like, all right, well. Then you had to can everything. Yep. Let's, let's start. And they weren't like keeping us there against our will. Like by any means, but like we volunteered to do yeah, it. Yeah. But that's cool to hear because like you were just talking about, you know, a couple of minutes ago, uh, being a marketing major and being like, if I do this for the rest of my life, I'm going to hate my fucking life. Yeah. And like, here you are working 12 extra hours, probably already on a eight hour shift. Yeah. And you're like, I volunteered like, fuck it. Like yeah. I'll do this. Like it, it truly seems like you enjoy this brew. Yeah, you exactly. enjoy the whole thing. It's a, a lot of fun. Like I, I really am like, I mean like brewing the, the whole industry isn't necessarily like uh lucrative in terms of, like pay like you're not you're not retiring anytime soon but uh i don't know i just like being around something you like is just like, well, like a lot of fun and plus like the people you work with like play a role in it too and like everyone we work with it's awesome they're really yeah funny. you're always sending me snaps and stuff and you see yeah. like you're having a great time you guys what it was that thing you did in in someone's office or something with I can't even remember. It was so long ago at this point. You, there was there's a lot of things. Like cardboard there. cutout or oh, some yeah, shit. Yeah. That yeah. like just like fucking with each other. Yeah, each it's other. Just like, all it seems like you guys are all crazy, a family. Crazy banter. Yeah, like those guys. Like they're not like coworkers. They're like all my friends at this point. So that's like really cool. And I think that like goes for like any place you work at though. Like I'd rather just work with like a bunch of my friends and just have a bunch of coworkers mm. at the end of the day. So so I want to say this before we crack open this last. Uh, beer which is a sloop pilsner that sour best sour i've ever had what was that again was, T- tell uh, the people what it was so they could try it if it it's around is them our it's called confliction it's our dry hop sour ale it won a gold award at the great american beer festival in 2016 dude so. that's the best sour i've ever had i really well, fucking like you. that beer. awesome i'm sure uh I'm sure everyone would love to hear that all right so let's crack the pilsner tell the people what this is this is uh, it's called Sloop Pills. It's pretty much just uh, you're like Miller Lite kind of, but um, a little cleaner. I think it tastes better. Um, but uh, it's you know it's just a pilsner at the end of the day. There's nothing uh, nothing like having a pilsner after like a, a long day at work or uh, on a hot summer day. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is that uh that redneck kind of stuff. This is a shotgunner. You know, you throw <laughs> these back. You should shotgun one on camera for the people. I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> no, it's a it's a little funky right now because it was in that uh the sour. I kind of taste uh, some of the sour in uh, the IPAs. At a little bit, but yeah, it's we've been weird. using the same glasses, so they're a little they're mixing a bit. But you still get it. It's crisp, clean. It's crisp, good it's beer. Just, it just it light, tastes like beer. Yeah, light. Yeah. So, you know, something I I definitely want to talk about with you because you really did this um i did it myself although i got my degree in marketing i have my own marketing firm now i started this podcast so i'm still kind of in the field but with you you got you know your marketing degree and then you went and said fuck this 
let's go with Sloop. I want to get back to that because what like really pushed you? Was there some anxiety behind it? Like, was there some stress behind that risk or were you just like, you know what? I might as well go for something that I think I'll be passionate about. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't um necessarily like too like scared or stressed out about it. I was like initially cause I knew like I had just maybe wasted four years of my life studying something that I really had no interest now in pursuing. But, um, I knew at the end of the day, like, I really want to fucking do this. This is going to make, make me happy. And I've been happy ever since I've been there for, you know, on Wednesday, it'll be a year since mm. I've been at Sloop. And I mean, you have your bad days, but even the bad days like are fun because you're like around doing stuff like you love doing. Um, but uh, yeah, like the initial decision, uh, you know, the parents definitely weren't happy about that. They're like, "You, you're doing what now?" Like, oh, dude, my mom still. What are you gonna get a job? <laughs> are you gonna get a real job? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, another thing. Like, oh yeah, you need to get a real job. I was like, all right, because I'm not wearing a suit and tie. It doesn't mean I don't have a real right, job. Right. Right. But um, yeah, it was uh, that was like the only like I guess stress that came from it. That's a hard thing though. I and I can say it from like personal yeah. because like when I first told my parents I mean my dad was very supportive of it my dad's response when I was like I'm gonna try to start doing marketing on my own his thing was you're young you might as well fucking go Do for it, it now. now don't fuck up while you're young don't exactly and that's like something 45. my dad said but like my mom it definitely was hard to decide let me let me try and start my own marketing company and then even with this podcast because my mom you know, my mom worked her ass off while pregnant with me. She went to law school yeah. um, while I was a newborn. She was in law school and working a full time job. So like that woman is the epitome of hard work. She knows what hard work is. So like in my mind, it was like if I fail at this, my parents worked so hard for me to do well and go to college. But if I fail at this business, you know, and, and it was like a mind game at first. And it took a while to even convince my mom, like, give me like a year or two to just fucking try this. Yeah. And like, what, what, how did, how was it with your experience with that? Um, I guess like my dad was like supportive of it. Um, he didn't really give a shit. He just like wanted me to do what I thought was best for me. But my mom was, you know, you know, like when are you going to get a real job? Like. Like, you know, you can fuck around and do this now, but, you know, like a couple of years, you know, she's like just she's pretty much just worried about like me being able to retire. And stuff right. Like it's weird because it's like they're insulting you, but it comes from a place of love. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they insult you, but it's like it's coming from a place of yeah, like, I want worried. what's best for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, but I, I think like this is best for me because I, I used to like value like making money over like anything and then I realized like fuck like this isn't gonna make me happy I'd rather like like kind of just get by but at least like not want to kill myself like at this place I'm working at every day so if I have to go to a place 40 hours a week and be on the verge of killing myself that, that, that's just like no way to live I don't want to like Passion you know, over price. Yeah, I, I don't want to go over price. Wake up that. every day and be like, "Fuck!" Like I'm going to work again. Like I wake up every morning, like, "All right, I'm going to work again." Like, let's see what happens today. Like, it's fun. Like I, I've, I have genuinely have fun at work every day. So that's dope to hear. I'd rather do that than sit on uh, the Metro North for two hours, walk down Madison Avenue, and uh, smell shit the whole yeah, way through New York City. Yeah, just get <laughs> like, harassed by people. Have homeless dudes ask for cigs and money. All the time, yeah. No. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm way happier doing this. I mean, this. like, dude, I remember I was going to the city for an internship and it was like three weeks in a row because I kept passing every interview. And after the last interview time, they had us in the subway in the middle of this, in the beginning of the summer, hot as fuck in the subway in a suit. Writing a business plan down and then trying to sell random people in the subway on this business plan. And so, which is just a hard thing to do in general because you don't have the product for the business plan to try and sell to these people. So in New York City, why the fuck are they going to give you the time of day? And I remember I was so stressed and just, you know, had a moment of like uh, short term depression from that while I was walking back to Grand Central to get my train back to Danbury, that I bought a pack of cigarettes and I started smoking the cigarettes and this homeless dude walks up to me. Hey, give me a cig, man. Give me a cig. I was like, you know what? Just take the pack. And in that moment, I realized like, what the fuck am I doing? Working my ass off for this internship when I hate this to the point where it's making me do something that I've never done, done before. Yeah. Like, I smoked cigarettes when I was drunk at the bar or whatever, but I've never bought a pack of cigarettes before. Well, sober, and just and just Yeah, and just yeah. been like, been I dark. need to fucking smoke something. Like, that was my moment of clarity. I was like, what the fuck? Like, when... You know, you said before you were writing that paper, Was there were there any other moments of clarity where you were like, this marketing shit is not for... It, this suit shit yeah. is not for it, me. It also might have been, like... Maybe New York City is just like... How, how do I wear this? Maybe New York City just like shows people like just, just fuck New York City. I, I I hate New York City. Really? See, I love the city. I'd love to live there one day, but it, it's weird. Yeah. Well, it's I, a weird I, feeling about it. I used to love it too, and then I started associating it with the commute to school, and then inevitably I thought the commute to work, mm. and that just like sucked like all like the the love for the city I had out of it um yeah it's just funny that like you realize fuck this shit in New York City because that's when like I realized fuck all this marketing shit or even not even New York City but just fuck the suit shit like and I feel like that's something that kids nowadays need to hear because at least our generation was pushed like college college oh yeah there there was there, there wasn't a um even blue collar jobs, which you can make yeah. right out of the bat, you can make more money mm-hmm. than a job with a degree right out the bat, right out yeah. the gate. And no and, debt. And yeah, and with no degree in these blue collar jobs, you can make more money. But even nowadays, like these blue collar jobs, people don't want to fucking do because they're like, I need that degree. Yeah, I which I think you're gonna start seeing like a, a switch, like a swing towards uh, more people opting out, opting to not go to college, mm-hmm. and get like these blue collar jobs because i feel like there's probably a higher demand for work in blue collar jobs and everyone's everyone wants to be a lawyer everyone wants to be an accountant how many a finance are, bro yeah yeah <laughs> finance bro told the ripping friday beers wolf of stuff. wall street ruined people yeah <laughs> i um i feel like eventually like there's gonna reach a point where there's it's just oversaturated with there's not enough work for all the amount of people that are, and I feel like that's already like a thing now, mm. um, especially it, with COVID. Yeah, but I think you're gonna see like a swing towards like blue collar jobs because that, that's like where all the jobs are now. Like, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's crazy because I remember in high school, it, there was never a uh, conversation of oh, are you thinking about college? It was 
it was always out. So and not even from your college. teachers, but your peers. Like yeah. I remember my first school, I left. And when I came home, you actually told me this. You were hanging out with a group of people we went to high school with. And they were, I don't want to say talking shit about me, but they were like, what the hell is he doing leaving his school after one semester? Like, what's he going to do with his life? Blah, blah, blah. So and like, it's like it's so that stigma now, and that thought behind the world we live in today is almost, you know, ruining kids in a sense because they have all this pressure yeah. they have it's taking away the opening for people to find a passion and what they love which is why it's refreshing to hear someone like you be like i said fuck my degree yeah. and i went and found something that i love and i'm doing that now yeah i um i wish like 18 year old matt knew that he was in the craft beer senior year of high school because i would have maybe if i even went to school i would have like gone like the biology route or something maybe but uh you don't know you're into fucking craft beer at 18 years That's old. That's the hardest part about it is when you're so young, you have all these influences, your parents, the media, yeah. peers, where it's like college, college, college. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people have, hmm, I feel like people have told us this before, like, but we didn't listen when we were in high school and say like, I'll just like, like, don't rush anything. Like, just do what you love and shit. But I remember like, fuck that. I'm, I'm just going to go like find a career that makes me the the most fucking money possible. But when like, in reality, now that we're older, we're yeah, like, yeah, I should have really listened to that guy. Yeah, money's helpful, but let's find something we love. Yeah. Because if you can find something you love to make money off of, yeah, that's that's a win. That's a win that's all day, win. and yeah. that's you know that's kind of a for everyone listening. That's kind of a goal of this podcast to bring these people on who are creatives and do what they love because we want to show people that you can do what you love, be happy, and be successful. Yeah, exactly. And Just be happy at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm with it. I, I, happy. I think that's a great place to wrap this podcast Absolutely. up. Thanks for having me. Um, Why don't you plug, you know, where the people can find you and, and the brewery you work for? Why don't you uh, tell us where we can find all that? You can uh, follow Sloop Brewing Company. Probably, I don't know what their handle is, but it's Sloop something. It'll probably pop up when you search Yeah, on up. Instagram, just type in Sloop Brewing. Sloop, Um, you can follow me at at underscore add to cart because Matthew Stewart was taken. So that was like the next best option. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't follow me cause I don't post anything. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. That's it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for bringing the beers uh, again. Shout out Sloop Brewing. Thank you for making amazing beers. Awesome. Give my boy an amazing job that he loves. Oh, we appreciate yeah. that. Go check out their food, go check out their beer. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening guys. You can find us on YouTube if you want to watch the video at Planet Creative Podcast and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Planet Creative Podcast. Thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next time.